Hello and welcome to the Glen Fiddich Challenges Club podcast, coming to you from the skyline of the city of gold. Hosted live in the world's first whiskey bar in a billboard located in Johannesburg. The Glen Fiddich Challenges Club is a space of shared opinion, views and perspectives of success brought to you by Glen Fiddich, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey. Each week, we curate a themed discussion with some of South Africa's most brilliant minds, a selection of change makers and visionaries in a forum designed to inspire, equip and motivate the next generation. Welcome to the Challenges Club. All right, so welcome to the Challengers Club. Uh, I, as your host, Mo Flavor, I'm very uh, excited to be here tonight as we host another uh, session of the Glenn Friedrich Challengers Club podcast series. So every week we have a theme that speaks to progress, that speaks to your journey to success. And uh, today we are looking at innovation and, of course, avoiding complacency in building your respective journeys of progress. Looking forward to this discussion. So, for the purposes of the podcast, we're going to go around the room and do some uh, short intros. I will start um, with the lady on my left. Good evening, madam. Good evening. <laughs> what is your name? I am Nogwanda Mshambo, and I am Deputy Commercial Director for GQ Magazine. And Wonderful. Yeah. Welcome. Hello, Mo. <laughs> Hello, Bryce. Hi, everyone. My name's um, Bryce, a.k.a. DJ Ankle Tap, and I'm a radio DJ and morning show host. Thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Mo T, and I'm the trumpeter of Mi Casa, and I've got a great passion for brass. Please prove that for us. Prove that you're a trumpeter. Uh, okay, <laughs> should I? <laughs> There we go. That was just to show you that no one plays for me. Good. <laughs> and, and, that, and, and that it actually works, which is, which is fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us. Yes, good evening. Is it time to blow my horn now? Yeah, please. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Nkosi Yati Kamalo, also known as Yati. I'm the editor-in-chief of GQ South Africa. Thank you. Hi, uh, peeps. Um, my name is Owen Mohale. I'm in the construction business. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Kope. They know me as Twizer, as the musician, and Mregza on Generations. Yay. My name is Jill Strawberry, and I'm an influencer marketing manager. Lutando Tibini, national brand ambassador for Glenfiddich. Beautiful. So now that we've got those intros out the way, um, let's look at our theme for tonight. Now, of course... In this uh, journey to, quite frankly, wherever it is we are heading in our respective individual journeys, there are a couple of things we need to know, we need to do in order to get to wherever we're going. And one of the big things is innovation, being able to come up with ways of achieving, you know, your journey through to success, coming up with different ways of you know, challenging the norm, challenging what we understand to be, you know, um, the right way to do things. And I suppose as an innovative person, you need to find creative ways to, you know, to take your journey to the next level. So when we talk about innovation, as broad as it is, I think there's certain key things that we can narrow down in terms of the key things you need to understand about, you know, um, being someone who can come up with different ways to get to where they need to be. So can we all be 
innovators? I mean, is it, is it something that we are born with? Is it something that we are taught um, from a young age? I think maybe we need to start there to understand what it is, you know, in your view, to be somebody who's an innovator. Um, maybe let me start with Yati, since he's, uh, you know, um, buzzing there um, around this, this word. And, um, I mean, when you talk about being an innovator, what do you understand that to be? For me, the word sounds very macro, and I think that's where our ideas about being innovative and being an innovator start. Mm. You know, it, it, it sounds as if we have to be the new Steve Jobs and invent a new iPhone, or we have to be the new Bill Gates and invent a new Microsoft or whatever it may be. It sounds very big. For me, I think innovation can come in small ways too, and it, be, it can be a very micro thing. Whether you're working in corporate or you're an entrepreneur or whatever you may be doing, but there be there might be small ways that you can say, let me just change this about how I work and how I think, and maybe that can influence a new system of doing things, even in just my small little team here, in accounts receivable, for example. You know, maybe we just try something here. That's a form of innovation, and it's something that is one match that can strike a whole fire and can really encourage other people to just make small changes like that, and you it becomes a habit. Those small changes keep growing and growing. And before you know it, you've been innovating without really realizing. Yeah. You've just been looking at the picture in front of you and saying, maybe there's a way I can make this better. Sure. And I don't want to be comfortable where I am um, and stay where I am because that's, I don't grow that way. I don't, I don't learn anything. I can't teach anything that way either if I don't learn anything. Yeah. So what can I learn? How can I grow? Let me see what small ways I can affect my picture and maybe that will have knock-on effects in the big, bigger picture. And it often or almost always does. Um, and that's when I see innovation happening. I want to jump in there um, and, and I want to bring Moti in here because when he speaks about, you know, it, you know innovation in his understanding, where would, is that something that he was taught? Is that something that he learned over the years? I mean, how do you see it in terms of just being able to get to that point of, of thinking? Yeah, it's like a bit of both, you know, of something that you've been taught, but also Moti standing in the mirror and saying, yo, it's Moti versus Moti now. You know, like the Moti of 2018 versus the Moti of 2019 type of thing. So how will Moti actually be the other Moti or, or the recent Moti, should I say, from the recent years? And um, you also have to listen to like, like more musicians, more trumpeters, more, you know, like the human skillers of this world, like the Miles Davis, like, you know, but also seeing what they did, but also trying to come back and saying, how am I actually still reminding people that this is the Moti sound, but it's actually changed it like a little bit, you know? So sure. it's an ongoing thing that doesn't stop. I mean, you mentioned you know? something interesting about yeah. the Moti of five years ago versus the Moti of now, which for me speaks to some sort of uh, progression from one point to the next um, and the thinking that it can't be the same person. But the how we do that is, is for me what's key. And Owen, I think I want to bring you in here. How do we, how do we get to that point where we can you know, think at that level and achieve this innovation at a constant level where you can look back on yourself five years ago and say, this is where I was five years ago and this is where I am today. Um, it's, it's actually quite difficult. Uh, I mean, you can measure it, right? Um, okay. So, so, so you can measure it because you, you, you look at it in retrospect and say, well, this is where I was. But again... The, the how. how. How do you, if, if you look at your own personal journey, how, how were you able to, to innovate in your journey to success? There is no uh, 
one plan for it. Uh, I think in everybody's journey, you struggle, you do something different, you struggle, you do something different. And uh, I think maybe until you find it, until you find, <clears throat> yeah, because you, yeah, you're constantly trying different things. Because we had this conversation downstairs, yeah, from where we came from and where we are now. And you know, it's quite strange looking back, me and him as hustlers. The conversation that we had was how we started as BEEs into actually being people that specialize in a certain field, you know, and break away from competing with BEEs in that big portal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that also fascinating, Swiza, because one, one thing I'm picking up here is the sense of ambition. And I think ambition is, is key in being a driving force to us constantly trying to improve who we are, what we are, what we do. Um, but Jill, tapping into that ambition, I mean, what, how do we do that? How do we tap into that driving force? For me, it's been less about sort of having a vision of where I want to be and more about the challenges that have come to me naturally and having to innovate and, and creative problem solve on my feet to survive almost. And I think that's a lot of it is, is also it's a survival thing. You've got to innovate or die. And um, I've recreated myself a hundred times. If I look back on what I actually studied, which was graphic design, um, to all the different iterations of jobs that I've had through my, up my career to where I've kind of landed now um, in a place where I actually really want to be, it's taken a lot of hardship to, to get here. And um, I think that hardship is actually helped. Mm. Um, something else I want to I wanna throw in here is, you know, this uh, desire to, you know, play in different spaces. Or, or, or this desire to to go beyond where you are. And you, you, you've always got to know where you want to go. But how do you identify what these new spaces are that you want to, that you want to be in? And maybe I'll bring Bryce in here. Uh, I mean, you've been in radio for many years. It happens to be a great passion of mine. Um, I don't think it defines who I am, but it's a great passion of mine. When it comes to innovation and constantly reinventing yourself to you know, remain being interesting to your audience. I mean, how is that achieved? I think, I think the, the key word when it comes to innovation is, is challenge, you know, which is why it's such a great concept that we've got tonight because to innovate means to challenge like the status quo, okay? You've got to look at the way things are now and, and the, the real innovators are the ones that want to do something differently. But it's a very individual thing. For me, it's a very personal thing. Innovation, I've always said innovation will, will distinguish between leaders and followers. And the reason I say that is those that get caught up in a trend or those that get caught up in a, in a particular lane, you'll find that the next big thing or the next innovation will come from outside of that or someone yeah. that stepped outside of the norm. For um, sure. And in my personal journey, like you said, with radio, especially working at a youth station, you know, you've got an audience that's growing, but you're constantly as a brand trying to speak to a younger audience. So I think the word you used was reinvention. For me personally, I've had to reinvent myself year after year after year to not only maintain the, the audience that have grown with me, but also appeal to that same audience that you first appealed to. And that is, you know, in, in, in essence, innovation. You know, with my personal journey, it's come through my name, for example, and the gradual changing of the different ways I identify myself and growing into this now being called Malome, 
and actually growing into that and identifying that, okay, cool, I need to speak from that mindset to this particular audience and innovate the way that I present myself in the space that I'm in in order to stay relevant. So you've kind of got to step outside of what you're doing and what you're known for to push boundaries. Sure. I, 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 want, I want to pause you there and I want to bring Jazzy in because what I'm also picking up from Bryce is, you know, creating some sort of point of distinction in that in your innovation and, you know, uh, trying to come up with different things or reinventing yourself, you've got to constantly find a way of keeping yourself different to everybody else, uh, which almost means you've got to find a way of keeping yourself ahead of the pack, as it were. Is it as easy as just being said, as, as in the way I've put it? Well, um, it's quite a journey. I think innovation is not something that just comes overnight. Um, it becomes a journey because, uh, as Bryce was saying, you need to start challenging yourself. Um, the lifespan of a, a brand ambassador, for example, you're looking about plus minus two to three years. But how do you stay relevant? It means that you, you become a brand within a brand. So you're still, you're, you're, you're still an individual. You still have your own character. And those are things that you don't get taught, but these are things that you actually build um, within, where, uh, within a certain space that you actually um, um, are at, at that point. Mm. Uh, Nogwanda, I mean, he says, you know, innovation is not necessarily something you, 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 um, you're born with, maybe you're taught, or maybe you're not taught, or whatever. Is there a danger to this constant, relentless task of trying to be innovative? Is there... Is it something that can derail you from whatever it is that you're trying to do, your journey, your purpose, or does it work hand in hand, you know, in, in, a, in a beautiful way with whatever it is you're trying to achieve? Well, I think as in most things in life, there's always like an advantage and a disadvantage to a lot of things. Um, I think ambition, work, there are more advantages to it. There's more of a positive side. I mean, who doesn't want to be fulfilled when looking back at their life at the age of 70, 80 and know that you gave your best in every situation, that you changed um, certain rules? Because certain situations that we're born into as well, I think one of the key ingredients that everyone's mentioned are challenges. Innovators are born out of hard-pressing situations where you've got to you know, break a glass ceiling or come through the roof or under the ground because the door, as we all know it, is, is either full or someone's closed it or there's just their barriers to entry. So, um, I mean, having said that, going back to your question, of course there'll be, there'll be pros and then there'll be cons. So do you want to lose yourself for the sake of ambition and reaching an innovative status? Not really. So I think values and principles become important at that place, your foundation, your character. Um, you've got to decide with yourself without like your parents or, you know, a school or a church telling you what you should believe in. You, you, your foundation needs to know what I believe in before I start on this route of breaking down, you know, barriers. Because I think we all know, um, especially for myself in business, there are lots of temptations. They're easy ways, they're hard ways, they're quick ways. And what do you prefer? Um, usually, you know, I, it's frustrating, but... <coughs> The road less traveled is usually <laughs> the one that's most sustainable. <laughs> I mean, one of the other things is knowing where to go next. And, you know, when we talk about journeys, it's also about, you know, um, opportunities, maybe new opportunities. And I, I would imagine that in, in the world we live in, everybody wants to be first to the pond or first to the paddle or first to the well, or first to the oil, whatever it is, first to the Bitcoin you know, whatever it is. So what, what is that driving force behind finding these new opportunities? Um, 
is is there is there anything special to it? Is it something that you have a nose for to know? You know, some people say yeah, this guy just knows. He just always knows where to go next. What, what is the driving force behind that? Uh, maybe I'll bring Jill in on this one, and then we'll just spread it around the table. Driving force would be um, experience, and how? Do, I mean, how do you know what's what, what's right and what's wrong? It's from many sort of taking those wrong paths and sort of learning from those wrong directions that you've gone before, that you can spot a you can spot a good thing when you see it. So, uh, I mean, it's it's difficult, like to be an innovator when you're in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s, you know, it's always about being sort of bigger and better than you were when you were younger. And that is from nosing and sniffing out those opportunities and, and, and making those mistakes and then learning from those. Because there's also a risk factor with being an innovator, with taking chances, you know, in this new space or new journey or just this idea that you have. Uh, Twaza, you mentioned dabbling outside of you know, the acting and entertainment space and in construction. I mean, tell us about that journey in the context of, you know, finding new opportunities. I mean, how did you know that that's where you need to be next? You know, I don't think you... Like, you know, I don't think there's a formula to, to life. You know what I mean? Um, I usually rely on instinct and faith because I usually think of things, convince myself it's a good idea, Try it until it bums out. Um, usually it fails because I don't have maybe the necessary support behind it. But looking back and looking at my laptop today is I've got so many proposals with so many brands and, and headings and so forth that haven't gone through. But, you know, you constantly have to keep going because, I mean, nobody owes you anything. I mean, I think when you grow up, you start realizing that your parents only play a role to a certain point. And then after that, you're responsible for you. You know what I mean? So for me, it's, 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 it's riding on instinct, riding on the skills that you developed and the reason why you're doing it. You know, are you doing it to enrich yourself? Are you doing it to, you know, spread knowledge and so forth? Like I, I opened, my dream was always to open an academy, you know? And that's for me was just to bridge the rural and, you know, the media hubs like Johannesburg, you know? Because the inboxes that I get coming from Limpopo is, how do I make it onto Generations? Or how do I make it onto TV? And the true answer that I would have to give would be, you have to come to Joburg. Now that's cost, you know, that's there's cost implications, you know, there's transport, there's knowing where to go, being robbed and all these challenges. But I wanted to be that catalyst that brings back what I've learned and open, yeah, an open academy in my own province so we can also keep the economy in the province, see? So, but I've consistently, even though I've tried different things, but this has always been my consistent goal. And somehow every other thing that you've tried out somehow feeds directly or indirectly into this, this ultimate goal that you have for yourself. 100%. All right, I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm pause you there for oh. a second because I, I don't want to lose this, this thought. Uh, Yati, I want to bring you in here when we talk about uh, instinct in the context of being an innovator and, and how do you relate to that? For me, and touching on Jill's point about experience, it, experience is, is one side of it for me. Yeah. I think the other side of it is research. Um, and that's where it, you can kind of cheat the experience factor mm. because... Obviously, we live in an age now where you can, you can look up any story and any history and see the methodology behind it. Mm. Um, whether you're 20 or 40 or 80, 
you know, so the experience kind of gets cheated out by the fact that you can research and really look into those things. I think knowing the kind of playing field that you're dealing with is very important and recognizing those factors that will affect your future are very important. I think it's also a bit of curiosity and that, I think that's natural to everybody. I mean, you look at kids and they just ask a thousand questions. Why? You know, why are we driving this way? Why do you drive this car? Why is the car blue? You know, why do you turn left here instead of right? Um, that's a very natural thing that we all have. I think what we end up being um, taught is to suppress that. And I think a big portion of being innovative is actively unlearning that suppression. So we can ask those questions, why was it done this way? How about we try it a different way? Um, whether it's in our personal lives or just at work or whatever we're doing. Um, but that's where I see, it's, a, it's curiosity for me is a big one. Mm. I, I love that because, and, and it's bigger than just about, you know, um, people who are learned or people who went to school. It's almost like a, a culture we need to instill within our kids to say, you know, it's good to ask a lot of questions because that's essentially what discovery is all about. Somebody asked a question, the answer is somewhere out there. And I think that's a very, very powerful thing that you mentioned. Uh, Moti, I want to bring you in here as well. Um, I suppose as a person who is in a space that's very competitive, when you look at, you know, the music space and, you know, how many other artists there are, how many bands there are, groups and whatever. So when we talk about, you know, um, looking at the idea of new uh, spaces to tap into, um, new opportunities, are you under greater pressure to look for all these new opportunities because of the competitive environment that you find yourself in? That's one thing that, like, Mikasa has always gotten himself, like, um, to say that, guys, listen, we're not going to fall into the same pot as um, all the artists, you know? So we always choose to have our own path. And, um, yeah, and from whatever that we create, we make people follow us from there, you know? We always like to give away, like, real quality and to keep that quality also. And that's why you can still, that's why today, like, I can still play La Vida, and you know what La Vida is, you know? And still play Heavenly Scent, and you know what, like, Heavenly Scent is, you know? Because we're making quality music, you know? These streets, you know? That song's nine years old. All these songs that I've mentioned are, like, nine years old. Next year, we're turning 10 years, you know? And that's just the difference from that whole thing of chasing after the market at that time. And that's money. It's chasing after the money, you yeah. know? You, you mentioned so, something so, that I find very scary. Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> and, and, and maybe just to pause you there, Moti, and bring in Nogwanda, the idea of saying, okay, let me step back because there's, there's too many kids in, 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 the, in, the, in the playground or too many cooks in the kitchen. Let me stand back and just yeah. watch. I mean, is that something that we all have the luxury of doing? You know, is it something that, that, that you can do in your industry and say, hang on, everyone is doing the same thing, so let me, let me take a, a step back and... You know, maybe let's chill and, and, and maybe find our own corner or, or, or relax and see where the wave goes next. Yeah, look, I think, um, I think that really speaks to your authenticity and um, your willingness to, you know, preserve what you are known for and ultimately what's going what, what, what's to make you an innovator at the end of the day. Um, so when there are too many kids playing in the sandpit, you run the risk of... of you know, being watered down or losing or conforming to certain mindsets or, you know, playing ball just because you want to be relevant, but losing what actually, you know, what, what, what gives you the passion or gives you the drive. So um, I would say in, ours, in my space, you know, you, it's a very thin line between keeping your authenticity and um, going with the flow because you just need to get stuff done from a day-to-day -day basis. All right, now, where do we ultimately, you know, can we stick it down to something? 
can we say that you know to to someone who wants to be something one day if you want to be great you got to be innovative and this is what it means or is it about understanding you know who you are first before you even you even embark on that journey um it's a personal choice uh it's not something that can be taught uh, i think inspiration is is surrounding us daily we just don't know it i mean if i took you 14 years ago without facebook uh, I can tell you, Facebook, the idea was always there. You just never found it, marked it. Um, I, I can tell you Twitter was there. I can tell you everything around us, this beautiful billboard bar we in was there. We found it. Um, our competitors, <laughs> too late now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's all about perspective. It's about, for me, and this is my view on it, um, it's really about what... Uh, because if you refined in your own understanding of yourself, you just, these things just find you and you start picking up. And, and for me, that's the common denominator across the table is that you almost can't be innovative without understanding what you possess to innovate with. I think you need to start understanding because I, I can't innovate. I can't, you know, give you something I don't have. I can't come up with something that I haven't, uh, 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 Joel spoke about um, uh, experience and, and, and we, we had a chat about instincts. Those are all things that if, you, to me, they come back to, do I, have I got self, have I got uh, my own self mastery? Have I understood myself so that I'm not dis uh, distracted by, uh, Mo raised a good point. Mo T goes, um, we, we're not going to be in it for the sake of doing it. Mm. We, 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 we've got a different perspective to this. We, we know what we, what we possess and we know what we're trying to curate and innovate and bring to the world. And we'll wait until our time has arrived, until we know, according to our plan, our perspective on this is the right time to launch. So to simply just go because there's... Everyone's going, and, and we're seeing a lot of this. Uh, again, I like being a tad controversial and stretching uh, our minds in, in this conversation and go as far as saying, so whilst we want this fourth industrial revolution, right, in South Africa that everyone's on a buzz about, but if everyone's producing shoes, then come on. Like, we can only be relevant for that long if we're all doing the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's no different to producing music that sounds the same everywhere. It's no different to publications that are the same, whiskey that is the same in our world, you know, so you've got to, you've got to kind of pause and say, what is the world in need of? And, and, and go back to yourself, have, you, have I got the resources within myself to produce that need and feed that need? And I think that for me is, uh, if I could sum that up in my view, I don't know how it lands on your end, but in my view, it's, it's, it's a start and it's crucial to have the prerequisite of, 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 of perspective and having the clear decision and, and mind frame um, uh, to, to, to innovate. Now, one of the other things is on your journey, you're almost doing the same thing over and over again, whether you're doing a radio show, whether you're an editor, you know, whatever, uh, a whiskey connoisseur, at some point, you fall into a groove and you run the danger of being complacent. I mean, Moti, when we talk about never being done, it's, it's, we're, not, we're not done, it's not enough. It's, I mean, how do you know when that, when that point is? Is, is it unfair to, to yourself to constantly expect one to be always just doing one thing after the next? Can there never be a point where you just say, you know what, I'm happy, I'm done. Well, coming from a group, you know, we've never had that saying of saying that we're done, but um, we've had a 
phase where we'd say, yo, let's take a break. Let's chill, you know? And, and you know, like from the first album, actually, let me just say, because the first album had so many hits, you know? And from these trees, La Vida, Heavenly Sand, you know, All the Glory, there were so many hits from that album. Then we're like, yo, now the second album, James, what's gonna happen? Because everyone's waiting for us, you know? Mm. <laughs> and it's like, yo, or should I change my instrument? Or should I change, you know? But like, no, we're not changing anything, you know? So, so reaching a high point yeah. can be a scary thing that was very scary for you because you yeah. almost think you can't do better than that. Yeah, so we're like gents. We've had so many hits from the first album. We've put out so many hits, and 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 like now people are waiting for the second one. And there's and there were more artists also at the time also with 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 um, hits, you know. And we, uh, we're just thinking, saying, gents, what's going to happen, you know? And we like we didn't think about money, you know. I always bring the money in, you know. We just thought of. Like the, the, the reputation, and you say, who who is Mikasa? What's what does Mikasa want for the next ten years? For the next twenty years, and that's why we're turning ten years next year, you know, because we didn't take it that what's gonna happen next year, and then that's it, you know, and um, that's been something that we've always had to just to say, gents, what's gonna happen, you know, and as much as I spoke about reinventing uh, Moti, uh, Duda did the same thing, and Jay Something also did the same mm. thing, you know, where they also went to me and they were like, listen, how does Jay Something actually? Um, like, like become better, you know, from the J something that we actually all like know, you know, and how does Duda do the same thing? So, um, yeah, that's been a scary thing, but we've managed to actually, you know, from the first album to the fourth, yeah, the fourth album now, uh, we've actually managed to go, or should I say, get over it, you know. And because, conquer some of those fears. Yes, 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 you know. Sure. And something that's also helped us a lot has been traveling. Traveling has been, you know, people may take it light, but you know, um, we get so many countries, and we ask people, "Hey, man, like, have you been to, 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 to like South Africa? Have you been to African countries? Where have you been?" And guys say, "No, I've just been here in Nigeria, or I've been in Angola the whole time, and I've been, you know, like, no, you need to travel more, you know." So, so that uh, that forms as a source of inspiration. I would yeah, imagine. it's just definitely new definitely, ideas, definitely. different ways of doing things. Like people. looking at the third album, mm. uh, the one with "Don't Be Your Friend" and "Chocolate," you know. And and sorry for mentioning the hits, man. But you know, you can't help it. You can't help it. But you know what? But you know what? There's no ceiling. Yeah, but that third album was actually like unplanned. We just said, "Gents, we don't know how we're gonna do it, but we just want to be out of South Africa. Let's just travel." You know, and while we're traveling, we just said, "Gents, we're going to Italy, we're going to London, we're going to Amsterdam, we're going to Portugal. H how are we gonna uh, work with uh, new artists from there?" You know, and we started connecting with new guys from there that were also like within the house scene, and we said, "Yo, how can we actually work with these guys?" You know, and that's how the third album was made, and we we ended up making a double disc. And there was so much music that we made just on a tour. Sure. And that was us going away for a month. And, and all of a sudden, that fear that you had has now changed into hunger. And now there's, you know, a double disc and you travel <laughs> the world. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Um, and yeah, it's amazing how we, how, much, how we can achieve if we yeah, just but, conquer some of these, these, yeah, but these you know barriers. What? That actually got us more excited of what we were doing. You know, because sometimes guys get bored and say, hey, man, yeah, you know, I mean, I, mean, I, I want to bring Jez in on that one. I mean, you, you've been, you know, a, a brand ambassador for seven years, probably a whiskey enthusiast for longer. Yeah. I mean, it, where does it go from there? Is it is, is that is that all you can be in the space? Is there more? You know, um, I, I don't know. I mean, in football, they say, what, 10 years, 12 years, you're done, <laughs> you know? Um, for being a, a whiskey connoisseur and a brand ambassador, you know, is there even a ceiling? 
to something like that? Um, the moment you are exposed to the type of people that I've been exposed to, you can never be ever be hungry in your life. Hungry in terms of knowledge, hungry in terms of gaining experience. Yes, that experience, as Yati was saying, sometimes experience is not gained by going through the path. You know, sometimes you, you, you draw energy and becomes your, your, your personal experience. So for me, um, it's, it's endless possibilities. Being a brand ambassador has opened many doors for me because fortunately with, with as, as a global team and the mandate, but, but what they normally say is that they want us to be entrepreneurs. Mm. So I am in the tourism space. I am in the data space. Um, I mean, I do have an MPC. Um, I mean, property. So there, there are many other things that, that actually have um, come out of being a brand ambassador itself. So I think the moment you start, if you, if you let's say, you, for instance, if you start selling books and not selling a lifestyle, and then you are losing it. I don't sell whiskey, I sell a lifestyle. So that's why I become relevant because once you start selling a lifestyle, your, your Instagram pages changes, your Facebook changes, your, your Facebook pages changes. Um, I've got this thing called Shoe, Shoes Day where I feature shoes. And I'm not on the whiskey space, you understand? So now people relate to me and I become relevant without them having to see a whiskey. But everything that they see can also still relate to, to what I do because that's what I've built myself as a brand. Mm, absolutely. And, and I want to throw in something here as well, which I think is very important to challenge the norm, challenge status quo, challenge convention. Um, some may argue it's a great thing. Some may argue it's dangerous because you're constantly in the state of change and everybody's going to come and challenge and next year someone else will challenge and who knows where the world will go. So um, the importance of challenging convention in whatever way, whether it's in thinking or whether it's in how we do things in practice. Yati, what do you think that is? What is the importance of challenging the way things work as we see them? I think it's important because it... it forces you to not be complacent. Being too complacent and being too stuck in what made you successful yesterday is so dangerous. Um, and that's what can, what will kind of throw you off and make you disappear. Whereas if you can learn from what the experiences that you have of being a brand ambassador, being in construction, being on radio, and distill from those things, not the top line brand title, but what the skills are underneath them. If there's someone who appreciates fashion, how am I gonna use that to a, just be interesting and authentic and still represent myself, but also have fun and relate to the people I'm speaking to. How am I going to speak to that new audience member? You know, and same thing for us in print. How are we going to stand out, but also speak more authentically to you if you're looking for the best briefcase for work online? What am I doing in the magazine? Um, and it's about thinking, distilling those things back to the original skill and what that actually means and your talent in that skill and then finding a new way to expand that. So I don't think it's, it's ever a, a situation where you can stop, I think your hunger just kind of expands and it goes a different way. And you grow through that and what you are hungry for, you never stop being hungry because as humans, obviously, we still need to keep eating, but our tastes sure. change. Sure, mm. sure. All right, um, as we draw to a close in this discussion, um, there are a lot of challenges out there or young challenges, young innovators, people who are still yet to start their journeys uh, and get to whatever point they'd like to. So where do... Where does a young challenger start? I mean, in this quest of being innovative, of never stopping, it's never enough, always be different, always stand out, always have a competitive edge. 
what would you say to a young person today as to where the starting point should be? Um, I'm going to start with Nogwanda. Where does a young person start on their journey to becoming the next challenger? Uh, for me, I think it started with passion, really. Passion and then authenticity. Um, and then the cost of, of what, it, what that means practically. Does it mean, does it mean a move? Does it mean hold on, holding off on a couple of things so that you can realize other things first? Um, so I would definitely say it starts with your passion. Identify what that is. And then from passion also grows authenticity. Bryce, where does a young challenger start on I this think, journey? I think a young challenger starts off the back of many other challenges and the people that have come before you. You know, the idea of picking up where someone has left off, it speaks again to, to your point of, is it ever enough? Or have I, have I summited? And, and for me, the way I look at that is, look at it literally like a mountain. Mount Everest is the biggest mountain in the world. When you summit it and you're at the top of the world, you still got to come back down. It's the same amount of distance that you went up, you've got to come back down. And, and in an innovative spa uh, space, it's, I may have reached the pinnacle of creating something, but it, it's in the coming back down that I'm going to hand things over or inspire or pass things on. I'm going to meet someone who's on their way up the mountain and I've just conquered this. And I'm going to look at them and I'm going to say, this is what lies ahead of you. And I think that's where a young individual's journey starts. It, 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 it's parallel and it starts with meeting those that are, who are ending their journey and you're starting yours. It's like a crossroad. All right, well said. Moti, um, what do you say to a young challenger? So I'll start off with, um, well, obviously the passion, uh, the humility, um, discipline, um, practice, you know, with whatever that they're doing. Um, you know, the more you do it, the more you actually put some work into it and like the better you'll sound, you know, with whatever that you're doing. And just like remaining um, like present, you know, like not locking yourself up in the house and or waiting for people to come to your house and actually knock on your door and saying, yo, man, um, we actually need you, you know. So just being present, you know, uh, being out there. And um, yeah, that's it, you know, and... Just keeping it cool over the years, and that's obviously part of humanity. Which is precisely now. what you've pointed out yeah. is one of the key things. Keep sure. it cool. Yeah, man. Uh, Yati, there's a young challenger out there. Where do they start in this journey in relation to innovation? I think it starts with using what you have and using what life has already taught you, even if you're very young. The challenges that we were speaking about, we've all been through them, and we've all had to find creative ways to get around and over and under and around and above those challenges and that's already a skill and you can use that to propel yourself to the next level but using those skills you already have um, and using those to not immediately stand out I think just stand up I interviewed someone a few weeks ago who's a lawyer and his firm represents um, not corporate clients or you know big petroleum companies they represent creative entrepreneurs fashion designers musicians who need legal advice but they need someone who also speaks their language and he plays the guitar every weekend and just knowing that he was a musician, he, he understands what they go through. He used that to help them. And I think that's such a great example of, of using whatever skills you already have. Even if you're 17, life has taught you something by then already. Unfortunately, that's, that's the life we live in on this earth. Um, using that is so powerful because that will only inspire the next chapters of your, of your story and everybody else's around you. Absolutely. Owen, there are young challenges out there. Yeah. You know, and um, what do you say to this person who still has to travel this journey? 
Where do they start? Well, I would say the bedroom, the dreams. Um, you gotta have a vision for it, you know, um, and a whole lot of hard work. You know, um, you can have the skills, you know, and still not make it. But uh, yeah, you, you just gotta work hard. You gotta work hard. Swiza, to a young challenger out there, who um, has to be innovative, they have to come up with new ways of doing things. Where do they start? I mean, I'll tell mine is simple. Combating fear. You know, we're, a lot of people are so limited by fear. You know, you put things on paper, but the doing becomes a problem because eh, what if, what if I fail? What if they don't accept me? What if... So I think that's one of the things that kind of bothered me if I don't put out something that people like, don't like or whatever. You know... Just combating fear and seeing what's on the other side of fear. Yeah, because I saw this um, from a post that Will Smith done, once did when he was doing his bungee, what's his name, paragliding, whatever. Yeah, honestly, you will never know what it, what it feels like, but everybody will tell you this is what it is. Mm -hmm. So how would you know? How would you, how, you know, you can't feel it if you haven't tried it. So break away fear and just do it. Jill, what do you say to future challenges? Where do they start? They start by not saying no. So say yes to everything. Even if it's an interview that you don't even want the job for, go to the interview because you can't say no to a job you don't have. Mm. So just go and do it and say yes to everything so that you have your options and you can choose where you want to go. Jez? Two things. One, define your value system. Number two, find your true north. Because if you don't know your true north, it means that you don't know where you're going. Yeah. All right. And beautifully summed up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with that said, it has now come to uh, the point where we wrap up our evening and uh, our podcast session for tonight. I highly appreciate your time. And uh, I think this has been a very fruitful session. And I hope that um, whoever's listening to the podcast will certainly draw inspiration and at least something that will nudge them to at the very least start on their journey. We appreciate your time and we appreciate, um, you know, your presence here in the Challenges Club. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.